The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 11.05, good morning. Welcome to the Pinpoint Health Show once again. It is a live call-in show always, and you want to have an opinion, you want to ask a question about your uh, your personal health, you got something on your mind, maybe you're calling for a uh, friend or a colleague or a family member is a little too bashful, no problem, bring it on, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Health concerns, pain, musculoskeletal problems, that's uh, what we focus on, but uh, bring it on, you want to talk about something uh, around that, uh, you can do so. Dr. Lou is here and ready for you. Info at pinpointhealth.ca, info at pinpointhealth.ca to reach out and then to simply pinpointhealth.ca to find a working up and running clinic near you and uh, all that good stuff as well. Let's uh, let's get into it, man. How are you today? Good morning, John. I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Ready to uh, ready to rock. What are we, uh, what are we talking oh. about? All right. Let's go to something that we haven't talked about in a while, actually, but actually quite important, especially during this time of the year. Um, for whatever reason, we see an influx of these things. I, I don't know. I can't say this based on scientific evidence, but I think it's probably just related to the change in temperature and the fluctuations, and that is headaches. Um, a lot of people at this time will start to experience uh, headaches and, and for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, obviously people experience headaches at all times in the year for, di- for various reasons, but it's something that we see a lot of at the clinic level. I don't actually speak about it all that much on the show as much as I, you know, I was thinking back and thinking, how often do I talk about that? And, you know, we always focus on the, we forget that headaches are just pain in the head, right? Like that's all, that's all it is. And now, you know, I'm, that's making it sound simpler than it is because there's a lot of different reasons why people get headaches, Um, you know, and, and headaches are broken down into a, in a, to a couple different categories. There, there are primary headaches. So where the headache is the actual cause of the headache. And, and I'll explain that more in a second. And then there's things like secondary headaches and secondary headaches are headaches due to something else. So, uh, you know, an example of that might be say something like a sinus infection that's causing a headache or you had a concussion and then now you're getting a headache as a result of that or in, you know, very extreme and scary situations that are very rare things like brain tumors and, and other things can lead to headache. So that is where the headache is secondary, as the name would suggest, to another diagnosis. Primary headaches are where there's an actual diagnosis for the headache. Um, Something that I think goes, you know, everyone knows about migraines. um, But one thing that I think often gets overlooked uh, with people is, is just the musculoskeletal system and how that can like the you know your your shoulders and and your neck and how that can contribute to headaches um and those are often referred to as tension type headaches or uh cervicogenic right meaning coming from the cervical spine um which is your neck and so these are headaches that and and you know this is something that um again whether you're extremely physically active in doing this and john you might appreciate this you know if you have a good shoulder day especially traps Uh, at the gym or something, you do a lot, you you tend to the next day get some headaches with that because you've worked that area so much and there's a lot of the nerves that come out of the the high part of the neck go and supply the skin uh, across different parts of the scalp and people can get these referral pains. Um, So that just highlights how, you know, doing something to the neck can can create um, headaches. 
we, we also know that, you know, based on the things that we're doing in life, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because so many people are working from home and they don't have um, sort of maybe the ideal uh, setup that they would have had in their offices per se. And a lot of times, you know, maybe you're more on a laptop versus a desktop that you might have had at work. And so we're really sitting, slouching, rounding our yeah. shoulders forward, probably, you know, on a dinner table with, you know, a regular chair versus a nice, you know, workstation. Um, and so people might be experiencing an increased amount of headaches. Um, and that might very well be one of the reasons for that. Um, so it becomes quite important to, to take care of that. And again, when it comes to headaches, before you would jump to, to saying, okay, well, you know, you should never assume yourself that if you have a new headache, that that headache is just muscle pain or whatever it may be. You've always in healthcare, it's always important to some extent to assume the worst, um, because then that way you start to rule those things out. And that doesn't right. need to be a lengthy person often do that with questioning tests that can be done in the office. And that's why it's, you know, important. What I always try to reiterate is, is get checked out by professionals. There's a reason why they're the professionals. Um, and, and a lot of those things can be ruled out and, and you can be left with the diagnosis of attention type headache or something like that. And that's quite a, quite an important thing that you don't want to skip the step because a lot of scary things can cause headaches too. I mean, sometimes headache is a, is a symptom of stroke. Um, and, right. and you want to make sure it's not a stroke in progress. I, I, I gave the example already of brain tumors and other things that can create headaches. So you want to make sure that it's not. And again, these things are rare, right? So, so I, you know, I don't want everybody listening thinking that if they have a headache, it's a stroke. That's not the case. My point being is it's always dangerous to sort of self-manage and self-diagnose because it, it's much better to speak to somebody. And again, it's incredible what a healthcare professional like myself and, and my colleagues, what we can do with questioning and a physical exam, okay? You know, people often think that you need all this expensive equipment to do different imaging yeah. and blood work and everything to get a sense of that, and, and it's not true. Um, really, those things are meant to confirm or deny what the, the clinician is thinking. That's why, you know, we go to school for so long to come up with a list of differential diagnoses, which essentially means a list of potential things that it could be. Now, I'm not saying that we can't be wrong. Of course, we could be wrong. But I think any practitioner that does their due diligence, um, you'll you'll be on the right track towards getting the right answers. Um, and so that's an important thing to just not leave that for yourself. So when it comes to headaches, some of the, I guess, one of the things that I'd want to bring up as well, there's some of the red flags. So I'm talking about some of these scary things that may create headaches. Um, so, you know, what are some things that would be associated with scary symptoms with a headache? Um, you know, there's a couple of them. You know, if this is a new headache, right, that this is something that has, you've never had a headache like this and it's new and it's potentially the worst headache you've ever felt in your life. That's probably not a good thing and you should get that checked out. If you've got a headache that's following trauma, right, so a car accident or a slip and fall, whatever it may be. Again, that is something that you should get checked out right away. If you've got a headache with any other weird symptoms that are not things that you've ever had before. So that might be things like, you know, all of a sudden loss of vision or or, or um, a change in, you know, smell or taste, uh, an inability to lift one side of your body like your arm or something, or weird numbness and tingling that's going everywhere, droopiness on one side of the face. Again, these are all symptoms that are 
you know, you don't have to be a doctor to hear any one of those other symptoms and think, well, that doesn't seem right. So if a headache is accompanied with any of those things, then that should be something that immediately goes to an emergency room and you get, you know, a lot of things ruled out. Now, people with migraines, as an example, will know that you can get migraines with aura, which means you might have some type of, um, you know, spots uh, in, in your vision or you might have some weird hearing things that happen. So yeah. it's different if you've been told that you have a migraine with aura and that's already been diagnosed for you, then you already know that. I'm talking about in the event that you've never had this before and all of a sudden, you know, you get this pretty severe headache and it's accompanied with some type of weird visual symptom or whatever. Again, a migraine is something that you want to exclude more serious causes first before assuming the diagnosis of migraine and that would need to be done, again, with specialized testing um, to look deeper into things. So headaches can be quite complicated. And again, I guess my basic message for this first segment, um, we might be getting close to the end of it, is if you've got a new headache, you should get it checked out. If you've dealt with headaches before, you know what you're dealing with, then probably the rest of the show is, is where the focus will be. But if you're someone who's never had headaches, you have a new headache, especially if it's accompanied with any weird symptoms like I've just described, that's something you should get investigated immediately. Yeah, you know, before we uh, we take a break, we got a couple minutes, but I think I think would um, this may not have been as as prevalent fifty years ago, but you think now with a lot of food choices people have, processed foods, stuff that we not normally eat that are a little on the uh, on the iffy side of natural and wholesome foods, you think that might contribute to headache as well? There's a lot of things that contribute to headache, John, as you know. Um, and yeah, it, it could be a number of things. One of the things that, you know, that, I'll, that I'm going to bring up, and I might as well just bring it up now, is when you're trying to figure one of the big components of, okay, so once you've excluded any very serious causes to headaches, and then you're left with more of the primary types of headaches that are things that might become more of an ongoing issue, what you've got to be able to do is identify triggers for those headaches. So what is it that, that you know, makes this headache come on for you? And this can be all sorts of things. It might be activity levels. It might be um, sleep patterns. It might be foods like you're suggesting, even potentially things that you might think in general we would assume that are healthy foods. It's a very important thing when we give someone, um, when we try to look for triggers, what we often have our patients do is create a headache diary. That's essentially where they start to document all of the things around their headache. And by doing that, what you can do over you know, a period of time is look for common features. What is something that consistently keeps reoccurring when you've got these headaches? And you've got to be, you know, sometimes it can be some people without even doing a headache diary, right? They could tell you, I know if I have red wine, I get a headache because they've, they've sort of experienced it before. Yeah. Whereas other people don't know what that trigger is and you've got to look for it. And again, you've got to be pretty detailed in this because again, sometimes these triggers aren't just foods. Sometimes they are. Sometimes it's a combination of different foods. Sometimes it's again, positional things, things you might be doing. I mentioned, say, for example, um, you know, a good shoulder and back and trap workout might create a headache because you, you're aggravating that part of the body. It's a good aggravation, but you might be creating a headache. And some people I've had people who I've seen that they get headaches and when we go through it and, and you know, they're pretty bulky people and, and, and it's like, hey, do you, do you find that you get these after you work out your traps? And the answer right. is like, well, I'm not sure. And then they look, they, they sort of track it. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's related to me doing that. That doesn't mean that they stop their trap workouts, 
they just now know what mm -hmm. the trigger is so that they don't have to worry about that. It could be something else. And then you could manage yeah. it and you, you know, you, you can do things in advance of after you work out your traps, right? You might take an Epsom salt bath following that type of workout, go in a steam room, whatever it may be that might help to, to get you through that delayed onset muscle soreness quicker. So it's really important to, again, look for the common feature of what triggers that headache. 416-870-6400. That would be the number to call through with uh, their headache concerns or anything else. Bring it on. This is a show to do at Pinpoint Health Show. 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca as well. We'll return right here on Global News Radio. It is 1121. Plenty of time here on Saturday morning to uh, pick up that phone, make that phone call, get some answers, some satisfaction if you don't know what's going on with your uh, with your health. 416-870-6400. Dr. Lou is here to answer those questions. You want to reach out after the show, info at pinpointhealth.ca and simply pinpointhealth.ca for more details and clinics near you on the uh, on the website. Lynn, thanks for standing by for a couple minutes. Good morning. Hello there. Go ahead. Yeah, okie doke. Yeah, uh, road doctor, and I was just calling regarding a cervical vertebra, the two, the second cervical, who, that's jammed right now. They can't get movement at all, and um, I'm going through a lot of vision problems and, and neurological shorts going through my body, and I just didn't know what techniques would be could be used to relax that vertebra. So what what do you mean when you say the vertebra is jammed? Is there arthritis that's putting pressure on the spinal cord? Is that what you mean? No, no, it's actually up against another vertebra and it just it seems the oh, I see. muscles are involved and and the, they're affecting that vertebra. So it's just they're squashed together. Yeah, so if so so there's probably severe degenerative disc disease which is probably a result of arthritis, right? So so it's no, jammed no, because there's no more. I I don't have arthritis. You know, I don't have arthritis. So what? What did you have trauma that create that caused something where the the yeah, vertebrae? Yeah, yeah. I did fall off a fence and that I know almost broke my neck. So I think that that's been a problem for some time now. You know, the injury. Okay. Yeah. So I okay. I mean, I, I'd be very surprised. If there was no arthritis there, to me, like osteoarthritis seems like it's part of this. But anyhow, so you've got now neurological, as a result of what you're saying is happening, I guess, if I'm understanding, you've got um, symptoms going down into your arms, uh, legs, like nerve type of symptoms. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Vision. And, and you're, yeah. And vision. Have you seen yeah. anybody about this? I saw a friend out in Alberta, and she told me that that vertebra was jammed. And now I'm in Ontario, and I don't, um, you know, I'm not seeing anybody yet. Okay, so who is your friend that you saw? Are they a healthcare professional? Yeah, she and she's studying. She's a student of chiropractic in Alberta. Okay, that, that's fine. You know, so... I, I still think you should see a licensed professional. It could still very well be a chiropractor, um, but it, it should be someone who's licensed and actually takes you on as a patient. If you've got this problem, it sounds like there's a lot of assumption going on and you've actually got to get it looked at properly. And when you do, you'll need some imaging. And based on that imaging, uh, it, there's a lot of different things that might be able to be done. It really depends on what the issue is and, and a jammed, sort of vertebrae is not really a diagnosis that we use. That's where I'm 
sort of lacking maybe some of the specificity um, to understand what's going on. But based on what I'm hearing and what I consistently try to get across in the show is, is number one is, is get the right diagnosis from a professional. Um, and I yeah, think that's what yeah. you've got to do at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take it from okay. you. You don't know of any exercises you can do to release that until it's properly diagnosed. Yeah. Well, you can exercise as a form of treatment, right? It would be no different than saying, do you know of any surgery? It would, it yeah. would depend on, well, what is the problem? Because there are different, right. um, exercises that you know if, if for the wrong thing can make your issue oh, worse of course okie doke then and i will take okay. it from here and thank you so much eh? thank you lynn appreciate your call and enjoy the rest of your weekend if you want to reach out to dr lou would be a, a wonderful suggestion here's uh here's how you do it uh one eight five 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 dr lou d-r-l-o-u one eight five 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 d-r-l-o-u dr lou and info at pinpointhealth.ca. So back to the headache stuff. All kinds of causes and all kinds of people are getting them, right? But uh, it's a matter of – I like the idea of that headache diary, though. That's uh, that's a pretty smart thing to do because over amount of time, you may be able to focus in and narrow down on what's causing that headache, right? Well, yeah, it's something that you almost have to do if you don't know what's triggering it. It's very, very important with headaches to figure out the trigger um, because then that will allow you – to figure out how you manage it. Um, and that that's a very, very important thing. See, there's always, even this last call, although it's not related to headaches per se, brings up the overarching message of everything that I do on this show, where there's a sequential process to getting your your aches and pains under control. And, and step one is, and, and I started the headache conversation with that. It's like, you've got to get the right diagnosis. What is causing the headache? The headache is a is a symptom. It's not, it's not a diagnosis. So what is the diagnosis? Then once you know that, that's going to change what the plan of management is. And that's why it's so very important. And that, that last call highlights the example of assumption is the wrong thing, right? Like where, where you think it's something. And, and there's tons of examples that I can give where, you know, like something as simple as people thinking, well, you know, I'll just do an exercise and people might very well think that exercises are overall benign. Like they can't potentially make you worse. Well, that's actually not true. Uh, Some exercises can make you much worse. And so this is the important thing. Like just because exercise seems like something so benign, it's not surgery doesn't mean that if you're doing the wrong thing, you can't, you can, Mm -hmm. you can't hurt yourself. And, and that's an example with that severe neck issue. And that's the same thing with headaches. If you don't understand what the cause of the headache is, then you can't possibly go about treating it the right way. 416-870-6400 is the number to call in during this show. Paul, thank you for uh, for taking the time. Good morning. How are you? Yes, good morning. I'm fine, thanks. I have a question for Dr. Lou. Um, my son, actually, is in his mid-20s, uh, and he just recently, actually, just a few months ago, started getting these headaches. And they sort of occur every, right. you know, day or, or so, and, you know, he hasn't had any trauma. He doesn't have any other things such as, you know, whether he has, you know, you're talking about vision problems or some trauma or something happened. So I can't really quite figure out, um, you know, what it is. I just wanted to do sort of these migraines or headaches sometimes start in at an early age, like in when people are like um, um, 20 years old or so. Yeah, headaches can start at, at different points for sure. When you say that you guys haven't been able to figure it out, has he seen anybody for this? No, no. Yeah, well, so this goes, again, back to what I was telling the last caller. 
it's not up to you to figure it out on your own, right? Like, in, unless you guys are healthcare professionals, and I'm, it, yeah. it's the wrong approach to this type of stuff because the, the the other reality of this is even when things are, let's call them overall benign, when mm-hmm. you delay their treatment by the proper things, you increase the likelihood of things becoming chronic. So something mm-hmm. that you know could be dealt with simply or in in the early stage always has a better chance of being closer to eliminated. Um, so, you know, step one, again, as I was saying before I took your call, is very much get, seeing a professional, getting the right diagnosis or at least an idea of what might be going on, and then trying some type of intervention for that. It, it, it's, it's, it's really, really important. Like, these types of things should not, especially when you're dealing with headaches, right, where, where I've said that there's a, a, so many different things that can cause headaches, um, it's really important to identify them and 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 figure out exactly where where that headache is is originating from because that will will essentially determine what the treatment intervention is. Yeah, you mentioned sort of you know taking uh, keeping a travel log. So is this something maybe would be a good idea to do as well? Like he hasn't been doing that, and we're thinking that you can start. You can start to do that. Yeah, you could start with that, but that again is part of a management approach. And as I was saying, there's a sequential process to dealing with things. First is diagnosis and then is management. So, you know, when you're going to the headache diary, that's part of management. You're still skipping the step of, of a proper diagnosis. And, and I would really say that based on what I'm hearing, and again, if this was my son, I would say we've got to get this check first, determine what it is. Um, and again, that doesn't, you know, when I say that, that doesn't, people might think, oh, well, that seems like it's a long process. It doesn't. It's a conversation with a professional, some questions. You, a lot of times you'll be able to rule things in and out very quickly with, with specific uh, and dedicated questions and with a specific exam. And then you can say, okay, this seems like it might be a tension-based headache. Here's what I want you to do. Let's try this and let's keep an eye on it. This is the exact reason why a lot of times doctors and other healthcare professionals will say, okay, try this and then I want to see you back in a few weeks to make sure you're getting better, right? Because that helps to confirm or deny the thought of a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's great. Well, thanks for, for that advice. That's, that's really good. No Thank you, Paul. Appreciate uh, appreciate the time of you calling in. You want to reach out and have a further conversation, a lengthier one with Dr. Lou and his uh, his team. Don't even hesitate. one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, and info at pinpointhealth.ca. That also highlights the fact that this can come about and start at any time. You could be uh, 22 or 122. It doesn't matter. Just because you've never had headaches your whole life doesn't mean that you might develop something later on, right? Well, absolutely. And, and John, the other thing is this, when part of my role, what I do in my professional career is I'm, I'm an instructor for clinical diagnosis as well. I'm a lecturer. And, you know, I teach my students that one of the first things you've got to ask somebody is, and, you know, it's almost like nowadays in 2021, you almost can't ask this stuff anymore. But when it comes to healthcare, it's so important. Like some of the first things, even when we write clinical notes, they start with a couple basic things. Uh, gender, age, and occupation. And and that's really, really important because it gives us a lot of information. Like certain things are more common at certain ages. Certain things are more common in certain genders. Certain things are more common with different occupations and different things. And occupation, you, you know, if you're dealing with a, a child, you know, that would mean student. They're, they're pretty much a full-time student, whatever. So 
it's really, really important for those, those, those key aspects, like bring up the, the, the point of, uh, and you've probably noticed, John, I ask a lot of times people, how old are you on this show, right? Like I can often tell yeah. based on the voice, you know, without too much being too much offside that I can, I can assume whether they're male or female. And then from that point on, I often ask, well, what's your age? And that really helps me because it changes the things that are more common at different age groups. And so, you know, even young children can get headaches. And that is important because really it shouldn't happen. And you'd want to, again, make sure you're ruling out other more serious things. And then, yeah, headaches can start at any different point in your life. And when they start, really matters towards what might be the cause of that headache. So um, that's a really, really important feature. And people shouldn't assume that, you know, because they're older, they're young, that it just, oh, well, it happens because I'm old. Or, you know, uh, yeah, people get this in their 20s. That, that's the wrong assumption. Different things happen at different times. And, and it really, there's, it's, it's important to, again, the, the, the fundamental message that, that I really want to get across, because on the show, it's you know been five years, I think even a little bit more that I've been doing this. Yeah. The amount of times that people call in with stuff and you know are, are self-diagnosing or trying to self-manage without getting it investigated, it's often crazy to me. And I, I'm not trying to be rude about it or anything. I'm just trying to really highlight how important it is to have to speak to someone about these things and get a professional's opinion. And there's lots of different healthcare professionals for different things, right? So. You know, it's it's really, really important to get the professionals involved, see what they think is going on, and work with them towards getting better. It's it's a combination approach. It's not just one or the other. You're going to be part of the plan too, but you, you can't just self-diagnose on Google. And with that, we'll take a, a short break. you got some time, like our previous callers, to do exactly that. Call in and ask a question. Do it. 416-870-6400, info at pinpointhealth.ca. And pinpointhealth.ca is the other website you want to go to. And the long-form podcast, The Lou Down, is also available, by the way, wherever you catch and listen to your favorite podcasts. We'll continue. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. And reach out to Dr. Lou and his team after the show, one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. Use that number. Write it down. Info at pinpointhealth.ca as well. Jen, thank you for standing by during that uh, short break. Good morning. How are you? How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so I have been having a migraine headaches since I was a young kid. I would get an aura that sort of took over um, the left side of my eye, and then I would get a terrible migraine afterwards. Um, I've started right. getting these new headaches now that I'm not sure if it's still the same thing or if it's something different. So instead of getting an aura, I get a tinnitus in my ears. So it's, it's not a ringing, but it's like a whirring, almost like I'm underground kind of feeling. Um, and sounds are all distorted, and then that turns into a terrible headache. Could that be the same thing, or is that a completely different issue that I should have looked at by a doctor? So it could be the same thing, but I would still have it looked at, again, to confirm that, right? It might be still related to the same underlying pathophysiology of that. It could also be something totally different, right, where there's a different symptom uh, that's happening. You have a history, so, like, my concern goes down more because, you know, there you have migraines, you've had different types of auras, those things can change. And, you know, inner ear issues 
tend to become more common as we age anyway. So, so, but again, you've got to make sure it could also be two things, right? It could, you could now be developing, you know, something like BPPV and then that triggers a headache. So yeah, it could be, uh, uh and BPPV just for reference is vertigo. Um, uh, could be, uh, something again it's same type of thing anytime there's a change to something to me that constitutes a new type of issue and, you, and you've got to get it checked out just to make sure that you know you know what you're dealing with okay so i vertigo is the first thing that came to my mind but there is no spinning associated with it can vertigo start out that way where it's just it can it can it can create yeah you can get some inner ear issues um it could be other things going on, right? So I wouldn't jump to vertigo. It, you know, like that may just be one of the possibilities. Yes, yeah, sometimes it can start out that way. Uh, but again, that's the important thing of get. And again, there are some very good clinical exams that can be done in an office to check for inner ear issues to determine, you know, is this coming from the neck? Is it coming from the inner ear? And depending on that, maybe you might need further testing. But you'll be able to to sort of get a sense of those things with someone who knows uh, what they're doing in a good clinical exam. Okay, so I actually do have, this actually just happened to me yesterday, which is why I called in, it was right on the top of my head, but um, I do have sure. some severe pain in my neck, so that can be associated with the ringing in the ears? Potentially, right? And that's what a good a good practitioner, like if you were seeing me, that's what we would go through. We'd go through the extent of everything. And I, my job is to ask the right questions to piece things together and start to determine, okay, what is this sort of painting a picture of? Um, how old are you? Just to, to give me an idea. 37. 37, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely would want to check things out. And, and, and it's good that you're, you know, being early about this. That's essentially what my message has been for this show is you don't want let these things linger. You want to get them checked out um, and just make sure that you know what you're dealing with. And the sooner that you know what you're dealing with, the sooner you can intervene. And the sooner you intervene, usually the better the outcomes are. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you so much. You no, bet, no Jen. Problem. Thank you. And uh, you want to carry on, have a further conversation, or if you got any more questions, uh, that can be handled. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. You probably know that by now because you've uh, obviously been listening to the show. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. You mentioned her age there. Do, do certain headaches or certain symptoms, Doctor Lou, either go up or down with age? I know it's it's a lot of it's up to the individual with seven billion people on the planet, but generally speaking, is there more things that are prevalent at a certain age? You find? Um, it's a good question. I'm trying to think, I, I think really what happens is there's, it's, it's really different types of headaches are common at different ages and those might have different types of symptoms. Um, you know, and, and I think it goes back. The other thing that is an interesting thing here for people to understand is you sometimes can have two things going on simultaneously and people can often assume like, well, that it's the same thing. Like in the, in the last call, is a good example where there's a history of headaches and then there's this new thing that happens and then there's a headache and the assumption is okay and and she's doing the right stuff but i'm just using it sort of as a talking point uh, and an example you know the the assumption is okay could it all just be the same thing it could all be the same thing it could also be two distinct issues and that w this new issue related to sort of potentially the ear stuff might just be triggering a headache but not and that would make it more of a secondary type of headache versus a primary headache, which is a migraine, right? So so that's the thing that people often have to realize is 
is we're allowed to have two or three diagnoses going on at the same time. Nothing, there's nothing in nature that says you can only have one problem at a time. And, and, you know, a lot of people have experienced this, unfortunately, but that's the other thing is there shouldn't be an assumption like, and we see this a lot, right? Like where, you know, someone's got shoulder pain as an example. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later they develop elbow pain. And because the proximity of those two areas of the body are so close in their mind, they just assume, well, it's the same thing. Right. And they don't even bring it up because they think, okay, well, it's, it's probably just related to the shoulder. But again, you, you can have two different issues going on. Uh, and something may have happened while you were doing something else that now created an elbow issue. So I think it's really important that you consider all of the symptoms that you have going on everywhere. And, and that's the job of the practitioner, right? Like one of the things when I'm dealing with someone is I ask what's called associated symptoms. So I start to say, you know, I might be talking about the head, right? A headache. And uh, since sure. that's sort of the topic of the show, and then I might say, have you been feeling any like, like what? And I might say, I don't know. Have you been getting nausea out of nowhere? Do you have any numbness and tingling anywhere? You have symptoms. And, you know, sometimes people might say, oh yeah, I, I have actually been dealing with you know, this bowel issue as an example. And so to me, that starts to paint the picture, right? Where it's like, right. oh, that's interesting because that may help me confirm one of my diagnoses that I was thinking about or it may lead me down a different path where it's like, huh, that's something I didn't consider in the initial line of questioning. So it, it's really, really important to give as much information as possible. And she was doing a really good job of that, of, of sort of giving a history, new things that had been going on. But I think the thing that's most important and the takeaway from that last call is wanting to get that looked at early like this just started she's concerned about it and she wants to move on to to having it looked at that's really really important you shouldn't just always assume that it's the the same thing that you've been dealing with and um you know that that sometimes can get people into trouble when when you when you just assume it's the same thing um and so again my job here is really to make sure that people that that everyone that listens just gets the right care and the right care is is early intervention the early, like, I can't stress that enough when I say that, when I talk about early, early, like we know even with more serious things that are not really often the topic of, of the show, like cancers and things like that, early screening, like that is the key. Once you get things looked at soon, it's so really important because you can catch things sooner. You can intervene sooner. They're often not as complicated yeah. and the outcomes are always better. That doesn't matter if it's something like a cancer all the way to something like ankle pain due to a sprain. Like early intervention is always best. 416-870-6400, the number to use. Uh, we'll line up another call here as we go into a break. Still got some time for you as well, so use the number. 416-870-6400. Email is info at pinpointhealth.ca. And we'll continue Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. 11.50, and welcome back to it. Got a few minutes to go, so you, you still got some time. Grab a phone, make a call. Got questions, 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca, and if you want to check out pinpointhealth.ca anytime uh, you got, and uh, you'll find a clinic that is open and servicing people. That has not changed. The clinics are up and running and always expanding as well. Okay, pal, take us home. We've got about uh, six or seven minutes here. want to continue on our conversation about uh, headaches. We got, we've had a, quite a few calls today because it's obviously a popular topic and suffered by most people yeah. at some point in their life will have a, either a minimal or a chain of headaches, which are you know aggravating to say the least, right? Yes. 
And there was a call that I think got dropped that I was sort of looking at, like, what, what was written in there. And I saw the word misdiagnosed. And then this brings me to another point that I think is really important. So in the going back to what is the sequential step of not just headaches, but everything that you do, it's like you go see someone, you get a diagnosis and then plan and management, but it doesn't stop there. The next thing, and this is where healthcare falls to the consumer, you, the person to really be on top of it. The next step is, are you getting better? And, and that's really important because if you're not getting better or there's no change in a positive direction then that could mean that the diagnosis is wrong and that the health and that the professional is wrong i i never said that the healthcare professionals are right 100 percent of the time and sometimes there is the idea of misdiagnosis and if you're misdiagnosed the really important thing here when you feel like you're being misdiagnosed so if you so you know, taking the example of a headache, I go see somebody, they tell me you've got tension type headaches and you know, you might need some exercise, some massage therapy, some manipulation with the chiropractor. Perfect. I say, okay, that sounds like a plan. I start doing that. I do that for a reasonable period of time, call it three weeks in three weeks. I'm not saying I should be a hundred percent better, but you should expect some improvement. But if I am there three weeks later saying I've never felt worse, like I, I can't believe I'm feeling this much worse. You need to communicate that and what that professional at that point should do is say, okay, let's reassess. Let's look at this again and let's see what's going on. If the, if the, if the thought is, no, 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 just keep going. It's going to take more time. And you know, you keep doing that. And then I do even worse. I go, I keep going another three, four weeks. I do the same thing. I'm not getting better. I'm actually getting worse. There's an important thing here called a second opinion. Okay. Now you've got to find the line between becoming, between getting a second opinion and then becoming a hypochondriac where you want 17 different opinions that are all saying the same thing. Um, there's, there's a really important, like, you know, there's a Latin saying called Vox Populi Vox Dei, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God. And this has nothing to do with God. But if you've got multiple professionals telling you the same thing, then that's likely the, the real thing that's being told. Right. Multiple people are thinking the same thing. What I'm talking about with a second opinion is when you might have been misdiagnosed, you're not feeling confident in that healthcare professional bringing you to where you need to be. So you get another opinion. And that opinion differs a little bit. You try that new approach because the diagnosis was different so now the plan of management changes and boom you start getting better that was an important thing so i you know that person that had called and i saw the word misdiagnosed this has nothing to do with their call if they're listening because i don't know what they were gonna ask. but it just brings me to a, to the back to the point of what the sequential steps are for healthcare. right diagnosis plan of management monitor make sure you're getting the improvements if you're not improving then reassess if the reassessment is not to your liking where you feel like mm, that does, I, I'm not feeling confident with that, be your own advocate. That doesn't mean now deal with it yourself. It means get a second opinion. There's a lot of different professionals out there. There's any good professional. I've heard too many bad things where people say, oh, I asked for a second opinion and so-and-so, whoever fill in the blank, was insulted. That's oh. wrong. If I, I've even told people that after I've seen them, I'd like you to see someone else to make sure that that other person is thinking what I'm thinking. Sometimes I'll even go into the hallway at the at the office when I've got a patient and grab a random professional who's there and say, hey, just come in. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to give you three little things about the history. What do you think? Just to make sure that I'm sort of on the right track with things. Like, Or, or that person might say, oh, I think this. And it's like, oh, geez, I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's, that's interesting. Let's go down that route now. So a second opinion, nobody should be insulted if someone wants to, to get a second opinion. Okay, and, and if you and if they are, 
to me, that's a red flag, in all honesty. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong. Now, again, you've got to find the balance, right? You don't, people that have hypochondriac types of tendencies see, you know, multiple, one of, one of the definitions is seeing multiple professionals that have all told you the same thing and, and expecting to hear something different. Doctor surfing. Doctor surfing does you no good if you keep doing that, right? No, no. you're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent correct. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. You said you'll bring in another clinician, even in your own practice, and say, you know, give a have a have a gander at this, see if you can come because a fresh pair of eyes is always helpful, regardless, right? Absolutely. And listen, people, we're all humans, right? At the end of the day, any, all of us, no matter whether it's this job or another job, we're humans. We can miss things. We might have had a bad day. We might have been really busy we might whatever fill in the blank there's a million different things and you know we can all make mistakes right and and it's really important that sometimes you do everything possible though that's my job is doing everything possible to minimize any potential mistake uh and and making sure that i'm thinking of all things and again that's also the beauty of multidisciplinary health teams where you're working with so many different professionals like we have at Pinpoint Health because then you can do that. You can pick people's brains. You can, you can have that. That's why the outcomes for patients in multidisciplinary settings are so much better because, again, there is an, so much knowledge in, this, in, in, the, in the health field, right? No one person can possibly know everything. Like, it's just yeah. not possible. And so... You've got to have, that's why different specialties, different professions exist that have subspecialties. It's that exact reason. It's because some things are so specific that they need their own dedicated um, level of knowledge for it. And you've got to bring those professionals in uh, at different points when you're dealing with something that may not be yours. And there's nothing wrong with a healthcare professional saying, okay, here's the limit of what I know. Right. Yep. Like th at that point, I don't, and I've, you've heard me say that on the show, people to John where where sometimes people call and I say, well, I'm just not familiar with that. I, I, you know, so I don't want to answer that or I don't even want to venture on, on an opinion because I don't know. I can do my homework. I can talk to people. I can find things out. But honesty is key uh, as well. And so, you know, again, uh, my little, I guess at the end, my little promo being if anybody's looking for a place to sort of get that sequential process, that diagnosis, that plan and management, the reassessment, everything that comes to it. We've had a, a number of calls today with people who sound like more to go feel free to always call pinpoint health uh and you can speak to me directly we can sort of see if we can help you out uh and it's it's just that simple done for another day fantastic stuff reach out here's how you do it simple don't uh, don't question whether you should or not just reach out one 855 dr lou d-r-l-o-u info at pinpointhealth.ca that's the email address the website's pinpointhealth.ca of course and uh, if you want to check out the Lou Down, the long-form podcast, some great stuff there as well. You'll find the Lou Down wherever you find your favorite podcast. So check those out as well. We'll catch you next weekend. Pinpoint House Show, Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.